2: Yes, today we're joined by Glen's Vodka, Championship Manager of the Month for December, Owen Coyle. Thank you very much. Flying Coyley. Uh, well, we are well for December.
3: Uh, no, it was, I think when you win these awards, I mean, I thought the awards are really on behalf of everybody. I mean, we've got such a good group here and it's always nice when there's accolades given out. I mean, Grant Savory was outstanding, you know him very yeah, well. Somebody you played with, a, a, a young kid with huge potential. And that's what we've got. We've got a young team that's been playing very well and long may that continue and when that happens of course when there's these monthly awards or whatever, there's always a chance of that happening so it's nice to receive it but it's on behalf of everybody at the football club but uh, yeah if, we, if they keep coming
2: it means we're still doing well The club's going that way but sh- uh, shirt sales have just dropped massively New kit Unbelievable, unbelievable. <laughs> What's it called <laughs> again? Kept- Queen's Park have just went into administration after you've been videoed wearing that <laughs> <laughs> I've got, the I've, stock I've, exchange has I've just got, dropped. i have got
3: to part. say it's a, it's a brilliant, it's a brilliant shot, but <laughs> but I take it off. No, because let me just hang it on the window. The important thing, but most things, as you know, it's the personality. Brilliant, you've got, you've got Magic. an abundance. Superb. So we get started. There's
2: other shirts coming. I got that. Bit they've got an <laughs> no, jumper. <them. I've> actually, <laughs> jumper. <laughs> I'm back fit. Flying, by the way. No, you never really answered that. Is <laughs> there an answer to that? I'm nay comment, Coyle. To be honest, here. <laughs> we're, we're talking about there's going to be a big game coming up soon he did tennis well, I, I, you claimed that you're unbeaten I'm, I'm not claimed that's that's, that's, a, that's truth. a fact that's a fact and Eric Cantor's been would you mind telling
3: that story so so this is back in the day I'm going way back now when I played at Bolton at the old Burnden Stadium there was a big long corridor the home dressing room the away dressing room and, they, and there was a metal bar across. it was perfect head tennis court so we were in myself John McGinley Andy Walker at the time David Lee Jason McAteer, Alan Stubbs Alan Thompson, I and mean, we were some unbelievably young, talented players. And we all loved to game of head tennis in the morning before training and, 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 and thereafter as well. Uh, Bruce Street was the manager. And, uh, and people think you're playing head tennis, but they don't realise actually the touch involved and actually how it help, helps you in the mid game. So you're playing it unconsciously when you come into the game, that touch, that awareness, that, anyway, it uh, helps. Cut a long story short, myself and John McGinley, who obviously played with Scotland, an unbelievable striker, uh, we were actually the champions at, at Bolton and that good that Phil Brown, who, you know, went on to be Premier League manager with all different things. Brownie was our team captain. He actually wrote a letter to Man United, to Eric Cantona, to ask Eric Cantona to get a partner to come and play me, John McGinley. That's how good we were. Uh, did you know Fergie? Has Fergie ever mentioned that he's seen that letter or did
2: anyone at Man United were there made aware
3: of it? Well, I'm not, I'm not sure about that because I don't know if he actually sent it directly to Eric Cantona, right. but the letter certainly was sent. Uh, no, next time I see Sir Alex, I'll certainly ask him.
2: So Fletch's story holds up as well, where Stephen Fletcher told the story on here. Aye, so we'd
3: signed t- we t- Fletch, obviously, you know, uh, I've got to say, an unbelievable player, yeah. I and mean, what he brought for, for Burnley in the Premier League, outstanding. Move for huge sums of money after that. I mean, we paid two and a half, two and a three quarter long, it. it was an absolute bargain. Uh, and Fletch had done his medical, everything was agreed, but obviously his agent was just to finish off the final negotiations. So we're sitting, you know, as we were twiddling our thumbs down, and I said, you want to give him a head tennis? He says, Oh, I love that. So we're now side of the track, just at at Turf Moor, and uh, with a wee knock about there. I mean, I've got to tell you, he's one of the an unbelievable striker. But
2: murder at head tennis. Did you like the
3: floor one, did you? Well, I wouldn't say I liked the floor one, but I think he knows, I think he knows I, I
2: certainly won that game. Yeah, As tomorrow, isn't it, you, your gaffer's beating you at head tennis, at first you point. can come back for it. <laughs>
3: How well, do we go about it? Fletch certainly did. I think he then moved for 14 million, <laughs> so I it, certainly did, it certainly didn't do him any harm. <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you happy to be back in Scotland working? I love it. I love it. I mean, I think, eh, uh, I've been really lucky. I've said this before. You and I have spoken before, so you know. Been really lucky, very blessed with Korean football. I mean, had I not been a professional, when and on, I'd be saying I'm paying a fiver to go and play five sides with my my pals and my brothers and everything else because you love the game. That never leaves you. But obviously, having been as we were very successful in India, eh, it was going to take a bit of the right thing to eh, to attract me back, and this this was perfect. Obviously, I know the people involved in it. Uh, Did you and know Willie grow up together? Go no, or... well, so we obviously we grew up in the Gorbals. Willie uh, grew up with my older brother uh, Joe, who he
2: says was a better player than you. By the
3: well, that's true. I mean, I think uh, forgive me if I've, I've told this story, but this, I mean, because coming from the Gorbals, it can always be humbling with the people you've grown up with. It can certainly bring you back down to earth. But all the boys were in the, in the brazen head, which is a well-known pub in the Gorbals, and they were chatting away about footballers for the Gorbals. And uh, and I had a few pals of mine that went to school with me. And they're chatting about, well, players for different generations have done well for the Gormals. Who's the good players that come out uh, the Gormals? And a couple of my pals says, well, if you're going to talk about that, you need to mention Oni Coyle. You know, what he'd done, played international for the, how skinny he was, 10 stone, 300 goals. So they're writing off, you know, trying to promote me forward and everything else. And a few of the boys are coming around. Oh, ah, yeah, that's sure, That's a good point. Aye, Coyle, you need to be in there. And this older boy was just swinging back in his chair at the back. They were like, Oni Coyle? And no chance. <laughs> So the were kind of stunned silence around. the public looked around. The old boy just swung back, and my pals were, like, "What do you mean no chance?" "Only this." He said, "Listen, only Coyle, He wasn't even the best player in his in-house." <laughs> <laughs> he says his older brother Joe. He couldn't hold a can, and it was true. Actually, Joe was brilliant. I mean, Joe's an outstanding player. Really, right? I obviously. There was other distractions that he had in terms of football, but in terms of ability, oh, he was, I mean, Tommy, you, you, I'm sure my older brother Tommy will forgive me as well, because we all played together at Dumbarton at the same time. Right. When Joe started at Celtic, then he played at Shuttles and Juniors when he'd left Celtic Professional signing, played in the same team as Bobby Russell, who went on an unbelievable career at Rangers, and then Joe moved to Dumbarton, and then he should have played. Dumbarton were brilliant, I've got to say for him, they, that was the year they played in the pre- part-time team, played in the Premier League. Wow. Joe was top scorer in the Premier League for the first three months of the season and he plays the number 10. I mean, he could play. So uh, he'd a, there are a few things that distracted him, that he should have boys in the, the garbos usually do have well, uh, Aye, so you know, Joe liked doing out, he liked, liked a yeah. drink and what have you. But uh, had he just focused the football, yeah, he could certainly play, that's for sure. So I don't disagree with that. Just on camera, was Willie Hawking a good player? Well, I've let you believe Willie was, was a very good player. Uh, and obviously, my brother Joe, obviously, said, Willie was left-sided life, as well, I think very talented. I think he did, if Willie was close to, to, to he did a couple of trials, and I think he got a bad ankle injury, he was about 15 or 16. Right. So he tells me, that curtailed okay, him. I not had that well, at 15 or, I know, or but, 16. They using them. that. <laughs> I, but, I, but, according to the boys back in the day, in the goal was he was very, very talented, left-sided, very skillful. So, and I think that's where Lovey's, uh, Willie's love of football and everything comes back, from that, that, that grounding that we all have, because we all love the game. Mm. When you're sitting, I mean, Queen's Park the new sitting top of the table. Are you a bit surprised how quickly he's have, he's have done that? I, I don't know if su- uh, is surprised the right word? word. Well, I don't know if it is the right word, but I think it surprised a lot of other people. Yeah. And uh, are we ahead of schedule or, or what the plan was? Possibly. But in football, as you know, because you've been in it long enough, you know how when you can get people together, when you can get good players on the pitch, when you have everybody really aligned. Because that's the thing about football. Uh, when you have everybody aligned, you have a chance of success. That's it's not guaranteeing any success, but it gives you a better opportunity than if people at, at loggerheads and different factions, whether it's from board level all the way through. When you have everybody on the same page, you always have a good chance of success, as long as you have the right people in place, the right players and such forth, and that tight that group. And the great thing about football is when that all happens, football can become magical. Mm. I mean, if you look at the Queen's Park story, not only just Queen's Park, but if you actually look at the, the history and the fabric of the club, it's a story like no other. You know, the, the oldest club in Scotland, eh, obviously amateur, amateur two, yeah. a few years ago, third mm. most winning team in the Scottish couple, even for all that that, that history, after the Glasgow Celtic and Glasgow Rangers. So, eh, and, and three years ago, coming very close to, to getting out of the league. Yeah. And we know how tough, oh. I mean, you know yourself, how tough it is now only to course. try and get back in the league. Yeah. We've seen it in years for, for England, when big clubs go out of the league. And we only need to look at Scotland now to see how difficult that Berwick Rangers and East Stirling and Beath. Clubs that have lost a place, it's not easy to come back in. But so, in won a championship, wasn't the, in the, in the that, Highland League. Exactly. So and and again, big, big clubs in yeah. terms of for Scottish football, to come back in the league and it becomes difficult. So the transformation from there, being close to getting out of the league to obviously back automatic promotions back to back, and now giving ourselves a fighting chance in the championship. Now, at the outset, I think we're favourites for relegation, 50 to one to win the league. But we knew we could be competitive, we knew we could come in and, and stand toe-to-toe with teams. Uh, and the young players and that's the essence of what we're trying to do it's not about the here and now as much as you know something you looks closer than what you feel and you obviously nobody's wanting them more than us but we are taking the right steps to make sure there's, there's longevity about this. This is for many years to come, because what we want to do is grow and develop our own young players. We're sitting here now, which is our training ground, and you see it yourself, it's, mm-hmm. it's magnificent. It's going to be redeveloped, there's going to be, you know, and that's all geared for these young players to come through to eventually play in our team. Now, obviously I'm charged with the job of trying to keep us in an upward trajectory so that when those players do come in and they play, instead of playing five and 10 games for Queen's Park, let's play 30, 40, let's for a couple of seasons so that when you take that next move, you're more than ready for it. Yeah. So that you don't go somewhere to a bigger club and all of a sudden you see all these kids, that go straight back. Yeah, and they're straight back. And whereas if they get some more game time under the belt, they might be better served. I always think back to James McCarthy and James MacArthur. If you think the amount of games they played at Hamilton, they didn't play 10 and 20 games. They boys had played 60 and 80 and nearly 100 games before they moved. And they both went on to fantastic careers because I think they were better placed to go for the next step. So I think there's an element of that within us as well. But when those opportunities do come then, hopefully for our young Queen's Park players to go into those careers, obviously then we'll be compensated to the right measure because hopefully we're keeping the team moving in the right direction.
2: Brilliant. Yeah. I heard you say before about everyone being aligned. I noticed that your sons came on board as well. Yep. When, when did you decide that that was going to happen? Because I know you came in at the end of last season. Yep. He wasn't involved. Well, I, 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 I didn't decide on that. Okay. So
3: uh, that that wasn't uh, as much as I'm absolutely delighted. Yeah. That, that wasn't part of my plan. Uh, so uh, obviously Owen has been the, the head coach of the England amputees for for the last eight years and done an unbelievable job. When he went in there, the, there was only north, south, east, and west in terms of the in England where they played. And uh, his background had been what the uh, uh, Lancashire Football Association as a youth development officer, and then to Blackpool. So then he now has so Man City, Arsenal, Portsmouth, Everton. All these teams now have amputee teams. Right. So he's in so sort of put a league in place, and from that he picks the best players to play for the national team. He's obviously no longer that because obviously uh, he had to give that up. So. He's done his air license. He's ready. He's on his good, moving on his pro license now. So not because he's mine. He's an outstanding coach. I I mean, for the ages that I think back to when I was that age, my God, he's so far ahead. And again, uh, which I like as well, because I think it's always important and you'll know this as well. I think it's always important that you have somebody a little bit older than you. You bounce things off. And equally, I love the fact that you have a younger set of ears and eyes and somebody that's capable because particularly with young ones these days, they're kind of more in their wavelength and you know, there's a, there's a, different thought process that they can bring to me and say okay yeah that works so it's very much a coming together and that. but my point is that he, he came and watched a few of the games towards the end of last season and and everybody you know Willie and everybody was struck by you know, obviously his quality and everything else yeah, yeah. and part of the plan was always that I'd, I'd have a young coach that's what just going back to what I said I felt was an important part and uh, when it was well, what about Owen I went well that's for you be a conversation not for me so he came in to be fair he came in as the head coach of Young Queens Park which is our reserve team And uh, and he excelled, he was outstanding at that. And obviously within that, uh, John Potter, who we had last year Potts had went to take over at Kelty. So there's an opportunity for that first team coach to come in. And he's it's been seamless. He comes in, uh, we give him, I mean, you'll see he's out there coaching on a daily basis. Sandy's brilliant with him. Sandy being a bit older can mentor that and allows me to stand back and just oversee things and let them go on with with doing that. So it works really well. Does he ever argue in the house? Uh, well, we argue all the time. Yeah. Right, so hi. Right. Uh, but that's, that, that's the beauty of it, yeah, because yeah. it's the same as Sandy. I wouldn't have anybody, it's just, and you'll have this your, your own experiences as, as you go. There's no point, Simon, just if somebody's going to agree with you all the time. Yeah. You need that, you know, somebody to see something different. Ultimately, you'll make that final decision, but you need to be made aware of different things and different, you know, everybody's a different flavour. There's a certain type of player that you'll like, won't yeah. there? And there'll be other ones that, well, maybe I need, you need a wee bit of this. So I think it's important when your staff bring that to you, and ultimately you look at teams and different things, and then hopefully you'll make the final decision. That's what you let it do. So that's how it
2: works here. You and your dad do something about you. So you're a naked up when up. you do it. <laughs> I was going to coach coaching with my dad there.
3: Aye, <laughs> <laughs> hey, might know about a bad thing. Aye. <laughs> <Hey.
2: laughs> or oh, oh, how have you found it, eh? Playing at Stenhouse-Muir this season has that been difficult? I'll coming away for sort of uh, Hamden or Leicester Hamden. Well,
3: first thing I have to say is to to muir thank you because been great. They, yeah, they've they've been great with us. I, I mean, I've got yeah, enormous thanks and gratitude for that. But of course, we want to be back playing playing at home. You know, we've not had we won home game. We wanted to play Hamilton at Ham uh, Hamden in the league. Uh, but of course we want to get back in at, at lesser. You're still laughing for your daddy. <laughs> we want to get nice? back at, we want to get back in at, at Leicester. And the, the biggest reason for that is for the fans. Yeah. If you think about it, people see you know, big clubs with these big supports, but our fans are as good, maybe even better, than anybody else. I mean, they're vocal, they're colourful, they come and we don't have a huge fan base, but they're there, they're away games, even again up to Inverness. I mean, the month we've had this month with Cove away, Inverness away twice and D away. And they're there each and every game. So I'm desperate for us to get back for them. You know, if you think about it, that's the nearly three years now. They've been on travels, Falkirk Stadium, Firhill, Hill, Stennis Muir, and yet they keep coming, keep getting that's behind the team. That, it? So yeah, that's so, and it's nice that we've been winning, you know, particularly for them. Uh, but it'd be nice to get back home and just feel that, that warmth no, and back at Lesser or Hamden or whatever it is. But obviously Lesser's getting close now to being ready. Instead, I mean, the pitch is magnificent. And the sooner we do that, the better, particularly for the fans.
2: Have you found is it a this is your first time managing the championship, or were you at St Johnstone when you? First no, no. When it I, well, I, I yeah. So, so I won the well,
3: I won the championship. Me and Yogi, right? We won the championship as uh, player co-managers of of Falkirk, right? Uh, we were player coaches, and Ian. Uh, Have Colin. you seen
2: improvements since then, Collie?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I, I think uh, the game certainly moved on. The game's faster now. Mm. The pitches play faster. The players are faster. Just it's a natural thing. If you look at, you know, uh, if you go and look at the 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 sprint champion of the world, 100 meters. They're getting faster all the yeah. time. So obviously everybody else getting faster. The game then becomes faster. Then the decision making has to become faster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everything, you know, you, people might sometimes, as they like to do because wherever you go, there's always going to be, you know, people that want to run the game down and, you know, decry cry the game or the quality's is not as good as this and that. I can assure you if you've been in the game, everything's got so much faster mm. and that makes that decision making. And that's really the key, Simon, as you know, that because you've been where you, where you started and your career and everything else, People play at the highest level because there'll be boys down the levels who get the same ability and everything else, might not have the same pace and power, and ultimately, they might not have that final decision because that's what makes good players. players yeah. If you separate, you know, that final decision, you know, you worked 100 yards to get the pitch, somebody can pick a pass, finish it, that's what gives you a good career. Yeah. Being all the other attributes, but make sure you make a key final decision. I'm fascinated with this. How was your time in India? We loved, we loved our time in India it was challenging because the how did first... that
2: come about sorry on
3: so no, well I'd been offered a job in India many many years ago right. uh, and I turned it down at the time it was the right thing to do and then uh, this job came up at Chennai, uh, and they were halfway th- well weren't quite halfway through the season but they had a really slow start to the season and bought me the league and then uh, I get a call with them interested and well listen there's only 11 weeks of the, the season left but we just want to get a wee bit of respectability and, and show it so I watched a couple of the games and I mean, they some good players. So at that time, you're allowed to play five. Five foreigners could take the field, which meant obviously six Indians played along with them. And they had a couple of Brazilians. And I watched the games and they'd lost games, but narrow margins and games they could have won. I thought, yeah, I could actually win some games with them. It'd be enjoyable. And true story this so Sandy just did his... I've got two grandchildren, Willow and Woody. But Sandy just did his first grandchild the day before. Uh, Orla, little girl, beautiful. So uh, I phoned them and I said, oh, Sandy, congratulations on... When all i been born, your first grandchildren, amazing. You have your own kids. You think it doesn't get any better, and then his wee grandkids come along. It's amazing. I said you'll love it. Sure, oh, thanks, Graham. I'm so excited. Oh, uh, me and Karen were really, you know, uh, hyper excited. I said, bro, so well, I've got you. Fancy coming in there? <laughs> and he's like, what? I not not So oh, I can't even think about India. I'm just so anyway. That time he said, no, no, I can't. I said it's fine. Left, put him, uh, put the phone down. And then the following day, he phoned me back. He says, "If you, you made your mind? He says, I said, I've spoke to a couple of people, but I'm nothing, didn't he? Because I thought you might come back round again. He went, I spoke to Cam. Did you say it was only 11 weeks? I said, it's only 11 weeks. I said, Sandy, the bottom of the league. I said, 11 weeks, of no chance of anything. I said, but they've got some good players that we could win games and get that feeling, that enjoyment. Yeah. I've been a fair fight. Because what happened was, to be fair, there's a couple of jobs I probably took for the wrong reasons to help people. Uh, and it was more like red a dare, like firefighting. You know, and you'll, you'll find this in your, in your career. So you're firefighting and eh, uh, whereas it's really it's not a level playing field. Yeah. So I decided, I said that the next one we take it will be where we think there's a fair chance there. It's an equal chance. Nobody's got huge budgets that kill you. Nobody's, it's kind of on a level. Yeah. And that was the reason for it. So anyway, we went, being 11 weeks, and that 11 weeks turned into 16 weeks because we got them up and running. We took them to, we actually went to the final to be the champions of the whole league. And we actually lost the, the final in a game we probably should have won, but the the improvement was incredible. And the same group of players, we oh. weren't able to sign any of it. It was the same group we had that was walking in the league. We got them up, we got them playing, I mean, the foot. And the, the other thing which I loved, and it kind of suited me anyway, because draws were no good enough. We had to win nearly each and every game, which we, how I like to play. I like to play as going Yeah, I like to go, and we like to go, and we like to be on the front foot. And, and of course, there'll be drawing games within that. But the premises were getting out to win games, and you get your belief and everything that you're going, and the players buy into what we're doing, and and that's what happened. And uh, obviously we went an unbelievable run at Shenhain. Uh, they then offered me obviously your contract to stay on, as did a number of clubs, uh, because the thing over there that those games were live to 81 countries. There's a game, there was a game every night. Right. So the way it's set up, it's quite a clever the way they, they set it up. Uh, and then anyway, I, I got offered the job at Jump Shed The challenge then was that's when COVID came. So for those two years, uh, the whole league the whole leagues took place in Goa, but in a bio bubble. So Goa is a beautiful place to go on holiday with your family. You'd love it. And the people in India are fantastic. I can't tell you. You're beautiful people. Uh, but we stayed in a lovely hotel. But all you could do is go from the hotel to training, come back, go to a game, come back. Now, you know what it's like with footballers. You could go out there and fall out with anybody at any given moment, but they get away at their homes and they come back the following day. It's all forgotten. But in hotel, there, then? yeah, you're in 24-7. You know, so you're really to yeah. prefer apart from the the time you sleep, you're probably working sixteen hours a day or whatever it is. But we loved it and the great thing about it was we were obviously very successful. And Jump is not the biggest the biggest uh, club in the country. They're well run, they're well organized, they're owned by Tata, which is huge. But uh so we was winning the league, which we did we became the league champions, qualifying for the Champions League. Wow was probably the equivalent of of St. Mirren, beating Celtic and Rangers really? to win the league. That's, well, there's huge clubs. So, ATK, Moonbagan, eh, uh, East Bengal, Mumbai. So, Mumbai City are owned by the city group Man City. Right. And at the moment, they're top of the league now, eh, uh, and they're unbeaten this year because obviously they're huge investment in it. So, Bengaluru, some big, big clubs that have big spending power, eh, uh, because there is a certain, eh, uh, level each club are allowed to, to, but you can, someone can spend a little bit more on the foreigners so they get better, better foreigners going in, eh, uh, and obviously, it's a wee bit sad for me just now because Jim have shared for a second bottom the league after being champions last year when we were there. So that obviously saddens us a little bit. But uh, but that also here,
2: makes you realise that you've done a great job. No,
3: no, I think we knew because yeah. we knew what what
2: we what
3: what others had. Uh, I mean, I've got to say, Greg was outstanding for me. I signed Greg Stewart uh, from Glasgow
2: Rangers. So Greg did get done
3: yeah, exactly. So Greg, Greg actually won the sponsored by Heroes. Greg won the. A hero player of the year last year he was outstanding for his three kick uh, goal. Yeah Peter, yeah against Kerala yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, big Peter Hartley was my captain who had signed from Motherwell. Motherwell so yeah so we some really good uh, really good foreign boys to help the young Indian players and uh, and the young Indian players are getting better they just need a bit of, a bit of direction, a bit of encouragement and uh, and again every one of them did really well. It was a wonderful experience. What, see the see the standard there. Would you sort of compare that? To I, the, I mean, that's a good question. I, I mean, I, I no, thank you. No, no, no. that's a good question. The reason being, it's similar to uh, when I worked in the MLS in America, and people would ask, "What's the standard?" Because in the MLS, you have some like world class players. I mean, uh, Toronto signed Giovinco a few years ago from no Juventus, Juventus. He played against me when I was at Houston, and Juventus could have uh, he could have played in the top six in the Premier League in England. Yeah. But then you get some young Americans coming out of college that couldn't play at that level. So the overall balance, which is, that's why it's such a good question. So I always thought that the MLS, uh, the overall the overall balance there would probably be, those clubs probably be top end of the, the championship in England. Right. In England. And then when we, if you then say it about India, if I was to, for example, that Jump Shedpur team that I had, if somebody was to say to me last year, right, uh, you know, you've got a game, a, uh, Next week against a uh, Ross County or, you know, or Motherwell or whatever, I think, okay, that could be a tough game. But if you're at your best, it's a game you could maybe win. But so I think the level would probably be towards the bottom end of the, the Premier League, top end of the Championship.
2: How was it living there? Is there any unusual, uh, boys that I know that have went there, quite a few unusual experiences? Just... The,
3: well, the, 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 the first year was obviously you could get, there was more experiences there because
2: you were allowed to
3: come back. We still, everybody's based, so those clubs, everybody's based in the hotel, beautiful hotels, because India's a huge country, yeah. so everybody comes to the one location, and then we go for there, but we'd went, uh, I mean, the, the traffic, we think we've got road rage over here, I mean, you, you have two lanes over here, they're actually five cars in India, and I'm talking about, the, that's how close they are to each other, <laughs> right, I, I mean, if you think you'd road rage over here, don't go to India, oh, yeah. because you'll end up in an asylum, well, no, it's incredible, and we, uh the traffic was, was unbelievable. And not only was the traffic bad, but you would get further down. Obviously, cows are sacred as well, yeah, but so the cows, yeah, the cows take a couple of lanes and you can't, cars need to move to, because obviously, they which are, they're, they're sacred. So there's some unbelievable experience. And the other thing with Shanayan as well, they, we used to get a, a, we used to get escorted to our home games to the stadium by mm-hmm. about a, between 50 to 100 motorbikes. They were sponsored by Apollo Tires and they'd a tie up where they... Uh, so these, these these bikers would come, as God's my judge, and f- 60, 50, 100, depending <laughs> on what game it was, they'd take you to the state. It was brilliant, take the, a, a, like a motorcycle
2: cavalcade, take you to the oh, like the Hells Angels. Well, I, honestly, it was about everything. It was about everything. <laughs> what about the food? How did you find that? Well, me,
3: as you know, I'm Greg I, sure is the same, I can imagine. I so I'm a plane eater, as you know, yeah. And, uh, and actually, this is true when uh, I just arrived and we were playing, my first game was against Jim Shedpool. I ended up becoming coach. So I did flew in, flew into, uh, Kolkata, which is Kolkata. Mm-hmm. And they, uh, and then we flew to Ranchi and then, uh, up to Head for the game. And on the way back, they would stop at the, uh, the airport and there was a KFC. And I thought, well, but a of chicken can't go wrong with that. So got yeah, a couple of legs of chicken, sitting on the legs of chicken. But I looked, but I love, I, I've I love a KFC. I love a leg <laughs> of chicken. So I'm looking and, and, and I'm saying, that's not the same batter as we, as we have back home. So I thought it must be okay. So yeah, I took a couple of bites. I, and I thought straight out, oh, that's not for me. So, uh, Sabir, Sabir Pasha, who was my Indian coach, I said, Sabir, do you like KFC? He said, no problem, coach. Yeah. So, Sabir's wolfed it down. Anyway, we get back to Chennai that night and I was, I was ill. So I'd say, <laughs> I'd severe, this is true, severe food and severe food poison for the best part of the day, like, like two weeks. And I lost about, I, I lost about six kilos. It's the best I've been looking for no, years, yeah. incidentally. I looked a million dollars but Anyway, anyway can I, 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 know
2: what I done there. Huh? Yeah.
3: Not a thing wrong with Sabir. Sabir's he's there every day for, I said Sabir you ate that same chicken but obviously you've got different uh, uh, metabolism exactly that, <laughs> and I think when we grew up the the yeah, if I die that chicken that's probably not right uh-huh. so anyway so anyway, cut a long story short uh, and to be fair they were brilliant because they ended up taking me to see the specialist in the hospital who was the top guy in the audience own says so take this stuff took it within a day I was back to it, But so from that point on I just eat totally plain Eggs, they, just plain stuff. Didn't take any. Didn't they take any chances. Sandy, I mean, Sandy likes a wee bit, a wee bit of curry here and there, but I just wasn't taking any chances after oh, it's
2: that. It's not worth it. I could listen to that stuff all day.
3: Uh, when did you first? But i I've got to say, I never <laughs> tried. I it? never tried it. But the, but the street, they swear by the street food. The street ah, food is I've supposed to be amazing, amazing, yeah. And you see them all, you know, they're obviously must be very good because they're always very busy. So I mean, if you like that type of stuff, you'd
2: be in your element. Can I just ask one more question about India? Of course. Do you, do you coach and manage the exact same way you would coach a British team or do you need to be a, a bit different with the type of players? I know, I think that, I, that's a brilliant point. Right, I think it, it's, it shit,
3: yeah. it's uh, it is slightly different only because whatever club you go to, Simon, mean, people are different. Because ultimately, the way if you want to get the best out of players, you've got to understand them. there'll be some players, I mean, I've said this to before, he was actually like seen me earlier, Grez I came in to see Graham Alexander right. who played for me and Graham Alexander didn't need, didn't need any managing. He was a constant professional. He knew what was required. He was ex- ex- talk about experience. He'd been about the game. He knew how to use all that knowledge and all that wealth of experience that he picked up and then part that in other players. So Graham Alexander didn't need a bit of managing. Chris Eagles, who was young and coming from Man United, Chris Eagles needed a wee bit of managing. Robbie Blake, who was a a, a maverick, a, a maverick, needed a bit of managing. So there's ones that you spend different time with, and particularly the young Indian boys. And this is the thing that India. I've said this before. Uh, I did a coaching thing for them last year. For the, what they need is it's a huge country, so but they need a lot of money in the infrastructure to be coaching the kids at a young age because you're getting kids, they're professionals now, but they've not really been taught to understand the game, what's required of of positional needs and different stuff like yeah. that. So of course it takes a wee bit of time doing that. But the one thing I've got to say that they are, and, and I'm glad you asked the question, is they listen with intent. They want to they want to improve. They want to get better because obviously there's, there's huge wealth in India, but there's unbelievable poverty. So they have an opportunity of changing not only their life, but their family's lives. And that's a huge incentive for anybody. So yeah, they listen with real intent. They want to get better. They're, they're all, they're all fit. They're all athletic. uh, and And they have a real desire to do well. So no, I love my time with them. They all keep, to be fair, they all still keep in touch send the message back and forth.
2: And it I, sounds like a lot of former players that you've got to do through. You said Graham Alexander was in here. Obviously, I was speaking to Charlie. He speaks yep. so fondly. Uh, Kevin McDonald was just uh, saying Kevin, so Kevin yeah. MacDonald what a
3: boy. So I'd spoke to him the other day. I love Kevin to bits, obviously. And, uh, and obviously, after everything he's been through, magnificent. And then he was close to signing for Derby at the start of the season. And then he'd, uh, I think Huddersfield did wanted him as well. And that dog was saying, come and play for me. And he says, oh, Gaffer, I might, I might, I might do that. I'll we'll get these opportunities. So anyway, I was speaking to him again the other day, so he's, a, listen, an outstanding man. I love, yeah, love him well. Bye. So it's nice when those boys, as we do, they keep in touch, because when you're together, they know you. You know how hard you all work together. Yeah. And they, and you know, they, well, I certainly believe, they know you only want the best for them, because if they do well, then we all do well.
2: Yeah.
3: You're flying to India. When's the first time you hear about the interest for Queen's Park?
2: When he got the shit, seems like I'm the I'm any enough angel. This. I, I'm not <laughs> checking life done me. In fairness, I'm... I'm, I'm the Queen's Park
3: thing I'm, I've known about years because when Queen's Park were going to have the, uh, the transition from amateur to professional When was that? 2009? It was uh, back about three years ago now wasn't it oh, just at the outset yeah, so right, yeah. I, I was because I'd actually helped with some stuff like that right. just I mean what do you think of this what do you think of that how would it work and, and trying to help that so I'd always invested interest I mean everybody knew how much I cared I was always there to help uh, and then uh, obviously Raymond and, and, and Laurie and, and the boys did very very well and then obviously, but, but sometimes change happens. And then it was just the right timing for everything. You know, uh I was obviously offered a, a fantastic, uh, contract to, to stay, not only by the team I was at, but five or six others and everything. But just, we just felt family, you know, I'd been getting on about 56 now, although I don't look at, but anyway, the, uh, huh. we just felt it was the right time, uh, to come back and, uh I would do football and family, you know, I'm no a golfer or whatever else, and I'll go and have a banter with the boys, but I'm around the golf, I could watch two games of football the time it takes to, for a round of golf, but, eh, so I just thought, you know, family-wise the right time, and what we want to do at the club, in terms of building it for, you know, for, for years to come, then it's exciting, and it's just a brilliant story but obviously to do that we need to keep trying to, to move forward
2: Have you moved up here because I know you've got I, saw, I actually drove past your house we were going to is it close to a, a close to a training ground isn't it is it Blackburn's uh, Yeah. We drive by well, sorry just
3: when you say you drove by your house I did not know what i are talking about it's an absolute, absolute palace yeah <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Well, the, I'm, I, so, I'm sorry, so uh <laughs> I was all in the place, I've seen America in India, but I think
3: have you moved up here? Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm up I'm up here, yeah. So. No, but you're no back in the garbles now, I'm are you? Biting, uh, no, I'm uh, for fear of people turning up my door, but I'm up in the Burnside area. Oh lovely. <laughs> are
2: you enjoying lo- is this your first time living back in Scotland for we're on to Monday?
3: Well actually it's it, no, I get sentimental on you, but, uh Saturday will be four years since, uh since my mum passed away. Right. And, eh, uh, have absolutely loved it, because my mum went to all, all the football games, you know, for, for all the boys, like, yeah uh, so there's, as you know, there's nine of us, six boys and three girls, and, eh, uh, and, I mean, I mean, I mentioned Joseph and Thomas earlier on, but obviously John, Paul, Gary, the youngest one, they were all, they played junior level, they were all good players, probably could have played senior as well, because we all need that wee break at the right time. Yeah. But my mum and my dad, obviously, God rest them, but my dad's been dead, you know, 1997, that'll be 26 years now. So the eh, uh, they, anything for the kids, they were there watching the game, but my mum was in America, my mum was everywhere. Okay. Uh, she used to come down to all the home games in England, so she loved her football. And then she worked in the Citizen Theatre, I think I told you this, she was 82. So she didn't have to do, she'd done 50 years in the Citizen Theatre, she was front of the house, did the teas and coffees. And when the actors and everybody would come in that love football, they'd chat away. Tam Coun's a good pal of hers. Right. Tam used to come, Tam loves the theater. Yeah. Used to always come in chat away with my mum and you know, anybody like that. So and and she loved it. And then she got to 82 and they brought a new, she did teas and coffees. And you think my mum has just come off the boat for Donegal yesterday? And so with a strong accent, right. seems my dad. And they they brought a new frappuccino, cappuccino machine and She, ah jeez, no more, that's it. You know, <laughs> yeah, she just enough. used <laughs> to the, the, the old, do the old teas <laughs> and Instant coffees. Coffee, I, so that was it when she was 82. Uh, she passed away when she was 88, but uh, she would have loved this because to be white, she always said that, you know, come back and be up the road and everything things, because it's such a close night family. So, uh, uh, aye, so that's uh, that's what kind of that, that was part of it. Listen, we, we love being back home, we love the, the Glasgow people and everything that, that they stand for and everything else. Yeah, yeah. So, aye, uh, the banner's been great, people you bump into, obviously you're seeing your friends and different stuff and uh, aye
2: it's been very very good because, uh, was it invaluable coming in, in the end of last season because I, I, I think there was rumours he had taken over but some people say it was going to be the summer but did you want to I just get getting, in and well, the Texas squad what
3: we did is we obviously had to come in that's exactly what we had to yeah. do we had to come in and look at that oversee right what do we need and and that was hard as well Simon. So, mean, you'll think I mean obviously you're, you're just starting out and young and you'll, you'll be in the game for many many years because without can you praise when you're here? I know I spoke to Jimmy Mike thanks so, of all well, of you. I know you've got a brilliant football brain. I've seen the stuff and what you'll do. So you're going to be very excited. What are you doing in the drink? I know. I, well, <laughs> I don't me anyway. So uh, uh, well you did tell me to say that, didn't you? So anyway, but the <laughs> thing about, bit, thanks, the, the, no, but the, the thing about that is uh, you know, as you as you do that, a uh, moving forward, can't remember what we're going to be talking about there.
2: But you're coming in last season. Aye,
3: so so the thing is that's why in, in when the club get promoted and uh I knew from looking at that, there were some really good boys there. I mean, boys personally, that I really like personally. And if you're making decisions on who you like, you'd have kept a lot of those boys. But there was 10 of those, what I think it was 10 or 12, that, that got released. Not because they were bad players, nothing could be further of the truth. Because you're taking the next step to evolve. Because what we had to remember is that, that same team, and it goes back to your point earlier on about, uh, did you think you just could be doing as well as Aye. you're doing? No, and that same team finished 27 points behind Cove and 21 behind Airdrie. Not over four or five games, over 36 games. So to take the next step, oh, right. there was stuff... That being said, we kept, you know, ones that were under contract and one or two that we kept on. The team that's played recently, seven of that team were, were here last year, but we just because they're young, well, hopefully we've made them better. And then within that, because the myth at the moment is about, oh, Queen's Park are spending all sorts of money in this team. Nothing could be further for the truth. Mm. I think we get the same budget we had last year. What we did is, instead of having a huge squad, which they had, We've reduced those numbers for two reasons. One, we've used the money, I think, to to hopefully get better quality in that respect. But equally, we've reduced the numbers so that we have a pathway for the young players to come through. Because if you're top-heavy with first-team squad of 30 players, how's a young kid supposed to break through? So that's how we've we've streamlined it so that when that special player comes through, they move in. We've already had young Lennon Connolly at 16 making his debut young Cammy Bruce has been about the the first team as well young Aaron Healy 19 that we've signed from Arthur we, as were well. trying, we were
2: trying to get at the yeah. start of the yeah. season well there you go
3: we think so the challenge we've got now as well because we signed young Scotty Williamson for campus line last right. week as well who scored the in the Cup and of course as we continue hopefully to get better then the players are going to have to keep stepping up keep yeah. stepping up which the keep doing because they're young and if that scope to develop so my point is there that so those if I've seven of those boys from last year it's played that started in 11 recently and then you have a uh, malachi boteng that i've taken loan from crystal palace josh mcpake taking loan from glasgow rangers and then dom thomas who i signed from a really yeah who are relegated i love him a bit so i mean i've known dom anyway from his time at motherland commander but i went to watch him a couple of times last year and he's my type of player he's he he's exciting he, i mean I want as much as I'm a manager. I want to enjoy watching Watch the that. team I'm watching. I want to know out with enjoying it that if we get to a level of performance that it can lead to winning games. And boys like Dom help me provide that. Uh, so I relegated them firmly. Signed Dom Grant Savory, who you know signed from a part-time team, and and Jim McAnally deserves an, an awful lot of credit for that because uh, I say to Jimmy when when he played against us, Peterhead actually beat. Uh, Queen's Park and they were a better, better team on the day yeah. and prior to the game I'd watched I thought my god that boy Savory can play and then on the game he was terrific as well Rolled by a couple of people really pleasing the eye because normally you can't call on your own team you don't really know it's the opposition but I noticed this kid so I spoke to Jimmy about, I said it's a really good he says, I'll keep you up to date with everything Coily. so me and Jimmy were teammates teammates I said no problem and then uh, a couple of weeks season first, Jimmy phoned me he says you can't save Savory I said yeah what about him I said I thought he's under contract he says well he's got a clause in his contract that if he goes to a full time team, there's no fee. He said, and there's a few interested in him. He says, but to be honest, Coyley, the way you play, I think it'd be tailor made yeah. and the way you go. So I spoke to him. Grant Savory came on board and he's been he's been one of the top players mm, in the Championship last season.
2: Yeah, as a
3: star. See how so, so you say that it was good, maybe, like, it was good coming in last season, but was there a pressure that when you came in, you had to get them promoted? No, no. no there's always pressure when you come in. The, the biggest pressure you face is by yourself. Yeah. It's not through any, uh, the pressure you put on yourself, absolutely. Because you want to do well, you want to. You, know, you don't ever want to feel that you've let people at a club down. So that's a huge responsibility they will have as uh, managers, head coaches, whatever you want to call it. So, but of course, uh, Queens Park were the least favourites to get promoted because of how far they've they played address seven times that season I hadn't beaten them. Wow. So to but also to go and, and beat them, over two legs, because Dunfermline weren't a team that normally in the second bottom position you've been losing, losing, losing. You know, eh, uh, Yogi came in, got them Dunfermline winning. And and, strong, absolutely. They? Yeah, they yeah. Felt like just missed out and, and getting out of the playoffs. So you're actually going to play a team in form. So to do that, which we did was getting and then of course you come up against Erdie, who you hadn't beaten seven. Of, so you can only imagine Erdie boys are thinking, oh, brilliant. They can, they can't turn us over seven times we played them. Yeah. Uh, and even then, we lost a late penalty in the home game at, at Fir Hull that I did, still don't think it was a penalty, but to go there and show the character we did, and and then and, and winning that that playoff was 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 Imagine how
2: Life turns out to it when you're saying you start you and Yogi won the championship together all the years ago, and then now you're competing. Team. That, that,
3: that's true, but that's what happens in football. You always get those ironies and yeah. friends and and everything coming up. Ultimately, at the end of the day, we actually said this. Listen, if if one of one of us, whoever is going to win at least you know you're winning
2: for somebody you like is yeah. winning
3: and moving on to the next challenge. See, in, in the playoffs, do you then, so you've been beat with know they've no one in in six, seven games through that season, do you sort of lean back on your days when Burnley, when you won the playoffs, and take that experience to your players? Yeah, 100%. It's a great question. I came not. well, it's, it's, that's your best career. You've had that's a good a, view. Yes, that's yes, your yes, best one, yet? yet. <laughs> no, I'll tell you why, because when you've had that experience as a player, and uh, I've always,
1: J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com. I've loved
3: the playoffs. i loved them as a player. I mean, I'm very fortunate. I scored that. Is as... When you think about wee skinny guy growing up in the Gorbals to go and play at Wembley in front of 80,000 and score in the playoff final to take you into the Premier League when I played with Bolton and then I came back from Bolton the following year and I scored the playoff winner for Dundee United to relegate Partick Thistle to take Dundee United back to the Premier League and to take Burnley win the biggest the richest game in the world that playoff final to go to the Premier League so I've had experience we know how to win playoffs and the boys will tell you when I spoke to them I said we get into these playoffs because there was no guarantee that Queen's Park were even getting in the playoffs They still had had points to win. What happened was that Falkirk, to be fair, were on a a really, really bad run, and that made it relatively easy, you know, for Queens Park to pick up the points to get in the playoffs, and that was secured with three games to go. Uh, But I said, "When we get in the playoffs, listen, we will win these playoffs. We know how to win. Did you say that? We'll be champions all over the world. We know how to do it. You know, we've won in Scotland, we've won in England, we've won in India. We know how to put teams together. We know how to get the best out of players. We won these playoffs, and uh, what we had to do is." again, find a way to do that because there was obstacles to overturn but we certainly believed we were capable of doing it. and to do that, you need players at the best, you need them physically and mentally in a good place and nobody would argue over those filming games, those early games, Queen's part of the best team but then of course, when that's done, that's finished, you've got to think, because the season's been extended, you've got very little time, there's probably been other teams making plans two or three weeks before you get a chance to do it so you're always playing catch up and then that leads to the next stage of the development, okay, how do we get better? Yeah. but it wasn't just about getting better and winning games it was about putting and implementing what you're doing because I've watched your team playing, and I'm really like, it's implementing the style of play you know something that you think okay that's the type of players I want to see playing within my team and that's how I want my team to play you know moving forward for everybody you know the supporters mm-hmm. you want the supporters to come and say I really enjoy
2: watching enjoy my watches. team
3: and, and, and they can win games and, and and
2: get me entertained. See for just us learning as well going forward, Kylie, as well. See when you got to that early final, did you use the fact that you'd be beat seven times before in that season, or did you not even mention it?
3: No, see, and this is the thing because we all know this because people say, Oh, somebody's a bogey team. No, they're not. That you can affect what, what you can affect is the game to come. Yeah. And there's no so it's just that focus and that, making sure and this is the other thing, it's making sure you know who you're playing against you know your opponents, you know their weaknesses, their strengths, inside out, individually. I always did this as a player when I played, and I say that to my players, you should know exactly who you're playing against. If you're a footballer and you've got that duty of care, you shouldn't be rocking up to play a game.
2: Unaware and you, of the team is yeah. playing. Yeah, so we
3: make sure they're not. We make sure we go through it we're very thorough on that. But equally, you should have an individual responsibility to be making sure you're looking at your own stuff. How do I get better? And, and to be fair, and this is where Young One's been brilliant. I mean, we've put a terrific plan in place. Individual programmes for every one of those players that uh, sits with them and goes through their stuff. So it's been, uh, yeah, so we're we'll trying to be uh, a wee bit innovative, trying to think outside the box. How do we make players better? How do we evolve? And uh, and certainly that, 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 that young coach certainly helps us to do And do you
2: that. still get that same feeling? Although Burnley, like you say, it was the richest game in football. Do you still get the same feeling getting Queen's Park promoted to the Scottish Championship you did Burnley at the Premier League? No, I've got,
3: I get the same feeling. We obviously have got a huge game now against Serie United. I thought you were going to be able to say the head tennis, the huge the oh, head say, tennis. Oh, yeah, no, <laughs> no, no, that's, that a, that's a different thing completely. <laughs> There's a wee bit of devil when it comes in. And I'm saying, you know, just don't put your head at the net. But anyway, <laughs> no, the, uh, I think, because we were talking about it the other week and I said to Sandy, I said, you think you get older. You'd, that would go aye Sandy so says Coily I've got to tell you you're worse
2: <laughs> but, well, then What you were but about it's then? just
3: because you, uh, you've got that insatiable appetite yeah. for, for winning you want and you want everybody to enjoy what they're doing And so yeah Probably. if that ever leaves you listen well, you shouldn't be in the game yeah. if you've not got that and I remember Ian e McCall saying when I was I was his player coach at Airdrie and then Falkirk prior to him we went to Dundee and he says what well, do you call you like I says, I ah. says you're going to have to understand this I says what's that he says not everybody's as enthusiastic and as passionate about football as you I said, well, I don't understand that. I said, I don't get that. I said, how could you know but I said, it's the best game in the world. Yeah. He went, well, you'll get. I said, well, when I come across them, then I'll deal with them in a different way. I said, but for me, that should just be a natural thing. To run about play football, of course, mate. it doesn't get any better. Amazing. See when you've won the promotion. Sorry, to go back. See when you've won and and, and come up. Can you know you even enjoy it to celebrate? Go out. Well, see on see on that. We all went back to uh, we back to the bum side. And uh, actually, prior to that, that's a. Uh, at the game uh, and the boys were in celebrating which was great so I went in and thanked them for what they'd done for the club and then I came out and I remember I came out and I think Leanne and, and Maren uh, were getting in and they said you're not coming in on and I said, no. I said no I said I'll let them go and the reason for that was I didn't want to be two faced I didn't want to be that, that hypocrite going celebrating and then I knew in my mind that
0: you know, four or way. five
3: days later, I was releasing 10 or 12 of those boys. Hard, of course it is, because we're all human beings. We're all, I mean, we're all emotional. We're all, and the, a lot of the boys I really cared about, mm-hmm. I'd have loved to have kept them, But we couldn't because, one, eh, we wouldn't have any scope to bring other players in. Eh, and two, financially, it wouldn't be possible. And we'd end up with 30 players again, mm-hmm. which was against what we're trying to, to implement. Mm-hmm. So that serves as well for many years to come that pathway for young players. I mean, that's crucial to us.
2: Just quickly, what's bigger, the Burnside Hotel or Willie Hockey's house?
3: Oh well, so well, no, well, you could put the Burnside Hotel in, well, in Willie's garage.
2: Probably <laughs> no, uh, We spoke about how football's changed in terms of the speed of the game, as you said. What about players? How are players still the same as they were back then? Or do you think players are much more dedicated now, much more willing to listen and, and, I think and want to get better?
3: I, I think uh, players are certainly made because of what's happened with the with the, how sports science has evolved, how everything's evolved, players are certainly, there's much more available to them in terms of looking after yourself, your nutrition, yeah, your body fat. So you. that's certainly much more available to them. Uh, are there as many characters as there used to be? No, as we know. And I love that. I mean, I love the, the Mavericks and the characters. Yeah. and the, uh, But that's just, listen, that's just... Uh, I yeah. I think it is. I mean, I'm a, and again, the other thing as well as we, we all move forward, I mean, I'm a, Grandparent now as well, and you know the stuff I've probably given my kids that we never had, and you do that, and you know, are they spoiled more now than, than probably have they did it as tough as we had before, probably not. So there's, I think there's loads of things that come together.
2: So is that mean? Is that mean that you've had to change? In the, I, think I, I think, I yeah. think I
3: have no doubt about it. I think you need to because uh, one thing football doesn't stand still, and uh, and certainly if you do, then you know you're going to be outdated whatever you want. That's why I mentioned earlier about the young coaches and different stuff in different times. So, one hundred percent, yeah, we 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 certainly have on that, uh, and you need to. You know, there's no doubt you need to move. You need to move with the times. The game's moving on, and you 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 kind of make sure that you you're left behind. So there's different things that you'll you, you'll evolve, you'll adapt, and uh, kind of reinvent, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But that's important that you do continue to to move forward. Well, as so you said there, you love you love sort of character and stuff. Who's sort of the biggest or the best characters you've worked with?
2: Management wise. Management wise. Yeah. Uh, or hard ones to deal with.
3: Well, I mean, everybody, I mean, has different uh, traits and different qualities and different uh, quirks, or whatever you want to call it. I mean, uh, I mean, Collie, for example. I mean, I, I, me and Sandy were he McCall's player coaches, and I love what me and McCall and and Collie will divide probably opinion that you will either love them or people will be away at the thing me. But his knowledge of the game, E. McCall's knowledge of the game is second to none. Spotting a player, getting the best out of players. Outstanding. I mean, outstanding. Eh, uh, but again, Collie was, I'll tell you a true story about Collie because eh, uh, he eh, uh, yeah. he can be very, I don't want to say eccentric, but quirky. Yeah. So, i we played that season at Edry for him. It was actually the season that Edry went bust. Our last game of the season was at Air United and eh, uh, the takeover wasn't going to complete and our fans came on and snapped the bar with 20 minutes of the, the game. And that was the last, Edry last ever. Last time our game was at Air United, and it got abandoned after 20 minutes. The Air Defence came on and the bar at Somerset. Right. So anyway, but we'd obviously had an outstanding season. We'd won the cup and we just narrowly missed out on promotion. And uh, and I'd been voted the uh, the, the PNFA player of the year or whatever. I'd scored 27 goals or whatever. I was saying that as was a surprise. That was nearly every year, but anyway. So the, uh, so anyway, whatever it was, 27 goals, whatever it was, And would uh, was voted player of the year. So anyway, Colley decided, right, he'd a lovely place up in the West End. Come at my house, we, we bite to eat, and then we'll go to the, the PFA. We're all going to go, go and support Coyle, and we're all there for him and everything else. So we go over, and the uh, and we're there, and he's eh, uh, so uh, his, his wife Gay's there, and eh, uh, Coyley's there, uh, Big Trizzy's here, Brian Rice, myself, Sandy, uh, and like uh, Kerry, Carnall, the, the, the wife's not, they were there, and we were then going to go to the, the PFA, and they would, uh, have that own me night. But anyway, so I'm chatting away, and uh, anyway, I said something to him, and he know. Coily. So, Coily Colly was university educated, or so he tells us. <laughs> coily, that, uh, coily, that's not even a word. And I said, oh, I can assure you it's a word. I can't remember what it was, I said. He went, I said, how much money you got in your pocket? He said, what? I said, how much money you got? He said, well, a couple of hundred quid. I said, I'll tell you what, I'll bet you a couple of hundred quid. That's a word. He went, right, okay, gay. You're going to give me the dictionary. So, Gay's wife goes and gets the dictionary. So, he gets the dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> Flying through all the pages, comes to the page, looks down, looks down the page. And then you just see the figure stopping. and he's clocked the word right. So I'm waiting, I'm thinking to myself, right, what's he going to do? Bear in mind, he's, he can be a wee bit. So he's like, right, mm, mm. He's just thinking for a second. He's like, actually, rip the page. He hit the page. So there's no word there. I can't see him. John, <laughs> my judge, he ate the page Actually, <laughs> <of the dictionary, laughs> so he didn't have to buy the 200 oh, quid. Oh, brilliant. brilliant, brilliant. He was a good player, did McCall, Oh, he could play, my God, oh, what a left peg. 76%. Uh, to that? be fair, he was a bit in, maybe because of that, uh, being a wee bit eccentric, but ability, unbelievable. He sh- and you'll he, no mind me saying this, he should have had a far better career than what he had for the ability yeah. he had. I mean, he should to have been, because I played against him, I seen him, but even latterly, he should have been at the highest level all the days, his life, but that's what happens. Sometimes a distraction, sometimes the, he probably liked it. I mean, he liked his music and all that. He probably he probably wanted to be maybe a rock and roll lifestyle uh-huh. more than but my goodness, he could play. I what mean, about
2: favourite player in terms of you and just enjoyed watching them every day, watching them play every week? Uh,
3: well, I mean I've got to say, we mentioned Fletcher. I love I love Fletch, yeah. but in terms of uh he's
2: a similar type to you, Fletch. When he was left. Uh, through, well, he was a far better, far
3: better player than me. He was terrific in the air and everything else but uh, hopefully I helped him bit but, but Flip's an outstanding player yeah. I mean he played as top as well. of the Premier League for, for a reason and still doing it just now at Dundee United you yeah. see he takes the ball and he brings people into the play and he's a, a real, real team player yeah. and to be fair I asked him to play and I think you mentioned it I asked him to play off to the left his first game was against uh, I think his debut was against Manchester United uh, the home game we won uh, but oh, Robbie that, Blake volley won it that brings me back to you That's I'm talking amazing, about man. Robbie Blake was Robbie Blake was a magician really? Robbie Listen, we talk about footballers who we love watching. I've been, there's probably a few that I forgot. forgive me. Greg Stewart last year, Greg Stewart. But Robbie Blake, because of the make makeup of how he was as a, as a boy and everything else. And eh. Uh, how, what was he like as a boy? He's just, he just, he was dead. When he was in the team, oh my goodness, you're the, the But if you, you put up sub, he was the biggest sulk ever. Oh, and I remember taking a pro I said, Blake, you come in. And this is what I say to him all, Simon, which is really important. When you're in the team and he's the life and soul of the party, because all of a sudden you're on the bench and you're not, you kind of change your character. You can follow it with a manager or not be happy about it, but you've still got to be the same boy about the boys. You yeah. kind change your whole demeanour because you're in the team one week and you're out of the team. I say the important thing is that you're a team player and you, if you want to follow it with me, that's fine, but don't follow it with your players. And, but I mean, Robbie likes ability. My yeah. God. I mean, he could do it with a ball. I mean, yeah. you mentioned the ball against Manchester. That was, I wasn't even one of his best goals. Right. Some of the stuff that boy could do was incredible, but the, uh, going back to the, the, about the, the, the so we were at Burnley and at Burnley there was the when you came into the manager's office on the match day just along the corner there was a wee, the boot room and the boy said "That dart board up you just played that standing there. So uh, one thing I've always done is that if I'm if somebody's not starting for me I always tell them I'll never name a team that you've been in and all of a sudden you're sub and you don't know about it. I'll always listen Simon I'll play you today if you want to chat about it later bum 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 but just to let you know and give you a place. So Eh, uh, I used to say, Sandy, go on and get such and such or whoever. Robbie Blake, So anyway, eh, uh, so this started. So anyway, it went a few weeks and obviously the boys are realising it. So they started, they started calling Sandy the Grim Reaper. <laughs> that was when, when Sandy came looking for do on Saturday as he goes, right? <laughs> so Sandy says, by the coil, you're killing me. I says, what? I says, every time I get in there, like, oh, there's a the Grim it's Reaper. I says, right, I'm going to have to mix a supper a wee bit. I said, so go and get me Robbie Blake. So Sandy goes into the, 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 the playing darts. he says, Blakey hey, Gaff, I want you. So half past one the Saturday. He's like, it's all right, Sandy. Tell him I know I'm on the bench. <laughs> 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 he's taking it for granted. Uh-huh. Sandy says, Blakey, get in and see the gaffer. Sandy, it's all right. Just You better get in, Blakey, because you break his temper. You know what he's like. like. Okay, so he comes in, sits down. I says, right, gaffer, his face was like thunder. I says, you ready? He went, ready? I said, you know how big a game this is today, Blakey? He says, aye, I know how big a game is. I said, you know one of my best players? I aye. I said, Blakey. When you're at yourself, you're the first pick in my team, shit. you're probably the best player. When you're at yourself, I need you to do All right, Gaffer. What do you think was happening? Oh, nothing, Gaffer. She's, so are you ready to play? Oh, you better believe I'm ready to play. She's so right out, Robbie. She's, so you know, we spring the step? Sandy's like, thank God for that. She's like, that grim reaper's killed me. But, so we just had to make something oh, out of my yeah. comfort and yeah. dignable. And anyway, to be fair, he was the best player in the pitch, he was a man of the match.
2: Brilliant. Wilshire we talk- and Sturrett, you Aye, we were talking that earlier, with somebody people. Wilshire, you so again, know. I mean,
3: I messed Daniel, I know them, I messed him the other day. He's, he's a good place. I mean, Who's Jack, that? who did
2: you message So Daniel Sturridge, Sturridge, Jack
3: Walsh. Right? So I had day two boys at Bolton and uh, those two I mean the two of them were world, would have been what and they did at the times show that the world class players obviously both of them were curtailed by
2: injury, by yeah.
3: injury. Uh Jack's now actually Jack's now at uh, Arsenal, taking the under 18. Yeah, so I'd actually try to get a player for him a few weeks ago and he tried to help me, but the boy wasn't available yet because he's uh, anyway, they've got their own plans. But both of them never missed a day's training never mind a game and this is the bit you get in football sometimes you can be really unlucky with injuries because, too hard, they oh they were sensational I mean so Jack eh, when I spoke to Arsene Wenger at the time and he said oh and obviously I know he's a good player but they had Fabregas Nielsen, they would world class midfielders they didn't have to play a young 16 year old kid so I said to Arsene give me him at Bolton because I went into Bol- Bolton Bolton were bought in the Premier League and uh eh, so when any Bolton, I brought Jack Wilshere in loan from uh, Arsenal, I signed Stuart eh uh, Holden on a Bosman from Houston Dynamo. American I so. Yep. And uh and I signed Vladimir Vice in loan from Manchester City. So no money spent. And we took that team from Bolton the League and we stayed up by nine points. We went up to fourteenth in the league. Wow. Never spent any money. Because the good players, what they needed, uh, and this is no harm in what went before because everybody does things different. Uh, uh, but they just needed a bit of lifting, they needed let the shackles off and go and play and everything else uh, but those two so um, my point about Jack Walsh was Arsene said but will he play us he said, he'll play every game for me I think he's half the player If he's half the player I think he is so he went in Jack played every game Daniel Sturridge played every and he's 16? game he was 16 he was only just uh, coming up for 16, 17, 17 Jack Walsh and uh, and I was I was supposed to get him back for the following season and as you know Arsenal have the, the Emirates Cup every pre-season yeah, yeah. played in that you yep. played in that now no, that, I'll tell you what it
2: was like right exactly
3: And you know the quality so of teams, yeah, yeah. So you played in it you know the quality that's involved in it so I've watched every game Jack Walsh I know the play of the tournament mm-hmm. i watched every game and I thought so anyway uh, the Monday morning call. I see Arsene Wenger the name comes up on my phone hey, Arsene it's Owen yeah I says uh, Owen I says oh, I think I know what you're going to say Arsene I says I watched the tournament yeah so I'm going to build my team around Jack Walsh wow. I says it doesn't surprise me and he did and the only thing that stopped that for development was obviously the the ankle injuries and stuff that yeah. Jack picked. Jack, what and what an outstanding man as well, humble, great kid, and uh, and that's what happened because we thought we were getting back for the next minimum six months anyway. And uh, could you tell course, for the first day? Totally, aye, well, aye. I've you told you the story. Just coming I, in I told you the story with Kevin Davis before so if anybody's heard it before forgive me for repeating it but there's a myth in England that when the boys come from the south they're a wee bit softer than the big tough northern yeah, lads yeah. so Kevin Davis our captain who was the strongest yeah, man in the world mm-hmm, skipper Kevin Davis yeah. played for England but England not he? yeah so uh, so Jack Walsh gets the ball goes to come out in a wee half turn he comes out in a wee half turn Kevin, De- Kevin Davis just comes and smashes him spin him up there so it's a free kick but I'm standing on the I'm curious myself I just let it go I play on so Kevin Davis stands over Jack and says are you alright Jack? Jack Walsher looks up, doesn't say nothing. Says, so, okay, Skipper gets up and gets on it. Two minutes later, Kevin Davis is I'm going to say, I mean, centre-halves were terrified mm-hmm. of Kevin Davis and the mind anything else. Kevin Davis goes to turn. Jack Walsher comes from nowhere. And by the way, he That's hit it. him like a boot, I was my judge. Never seen anybody get smacked so hard in my life with this wee 16-and-a-half-year-old. Kevin Davis goes flying. He's lying down. Jack Walsher stood over him. said, you okay, my Skipper? And Kevin right. Davis looked up and says, you know what, Jack, that'll do for me, son. And that was it. Oh, and the rest of the players were looking, my God, no only can he play, but, you know, he, oh, he was hard as nail jack, could put his foot in. He just did everything. He would have been, I as I said before, I mean, had injuries not robbed him, he'd have been a truly world-class member. It people. was a
2: Barcelona game, wasn't it? He, he really oh, it was, God, uh, he yeah. was only 17 or 18, yeah. I remember. That. He, he was
3: taking them on the oh, way okay. they, yeah, no, listen, he was different class. When you see something brilliant half, a kind of about experience. So you, I mean, there you just put a 16-year-old in. Yeah. Do you
2: think experience can be a wee bit,
3: no, experience is great, they one it at the right. I think it's a, bit, of jinks, a wee bit overhyped sometimes. Aye, so I think to, to, to the point you're making is that when people use the word experience, they use it when they when they see that somebody's thirty-two and thirty-three, they say, Oh, he's a very experienced player. Now, in essence they're right in respect of the age they're at and the amount of time they've played in the game. But that doesn't always equate to the knowledge you've picked up that you then Get out. Help others yeah. with that, then you then pass that on. And you then relay that and you help younger ones, whatever. So there's a lot of players can go through their career, play their game, but they've not, as they got older, took the game by the scuffing the neck and helped others and other because they're happy to play their own game. And, and that's just where they are. That's fine. That's what goes back to when we talk about. There's no as many leaders. There's not as many characters yeah. now. But for, I use, I use Jack Walsh as an example. Jack Walsh had played those six months at Bolton in the Premier League at such a young age, but he picked up in that time all the experience he ever needed for moving forward and helping others which he did yeah, if you no watched the way he played and passed it on so you don't have to be 34 to be to be oh, termed right. an experienced player you can be 22 but you've picked up the game and you're on that pitch and you're a leader and you're using that
2: experience you've already had because that'll stand you instead for so it's it's all relative to what you're doing Talking about experience and you mentioned it was Graham Alexander we actually interviewed Graham Alexander and to be, be honest we weren't expecting 'Cause he the outside. He's a funny uh, boy, he's got a good but his interview interviews and he spoke so highly of you. Yeah. Um and one of the things that he said that you would never take money off you didn't like taking money off players.
3: No, well, I uh, at the end of the day there's got Ten to be a things. discipline. There's, there's got to be a discipline. They've got to understand there's there's who's involved if they if the uh, if they step over the line. And uh but I'd always say to him, I know how hard you've for your money, I know you've got families and everything else. Don't get to that point that that comes into play. And more often than not, I can't
2: ever really. So, what say would that, that line be for you? And is it still the same? No, oh, it's it still partying?
3: the same. I mean, at the end of the day, for training, in terms of punctuality, that's crucial. You know, training, match days is the most important day of the week when you're getting ready for the game. Yeah. So, punctuality is cru- uh, crucial. And then there's other things as well. There's respect issues. There's different stuff. Obviously, usual as you do, have your wee daft things about your, your flip flops and different stuff, and you know. But you know, those fundamentals in terms of being punctual and respectful and everything the club stands for, representing the club on and off the park. That's that. That's huge because at the end of the day, you know, you want the club to be seen in a very good light. On that, we uh, uh, we came up pre-season. I used to bring my teams up to Scotland pre-season, and I brought my Bolton team up. and uh, And we were playing St Johnston. I always used to play old clubs. I always used to St Johnston. Playing St Johnston on the, the uh, St Johnston Saturday. Uh, anyway, we were playing, playing St Johnston, and we're playing. I think it was uh, Falkirk. We're playing because that was local. We stayed at the Westerwood. And, and come on well, all, lovely hotel, we're always well looked after. So it was Falcott on the Saturday, and we we're playing, that's where we were playing St Johnston on the Monday. So Falcott being my whole team, we played them. And I said to the boys, eh, you can kind of Saturday night out, and then we'll go up Sunday afternoon, we'll do a recovery. So anyway, Kevin Davis has skipped a to and he says, Gaffer, I think we'll, we'll leave the night out on Saturday and we'll just get. I said, right, great. So I had a look because I thought, you're away for your farm. They'd been away for 10 days to the US and worked really hard, then they're away again. So I looked, anyway, the uh, Hamilton racing was on that night. So I thought, you know what? I'll, I'll organize the racing for them, take them over the bus, watch a few races and come back to the hotel. So anyway, so I phoned up Hamilton, spoke to them, sorted it, I paid it all myself and, uh, for them, whatever was involved in it. And uh, the only mistake I made, I didn't look at the card properly because it was ladies night, right? <laughs> so anyway, so we're, ready. we're going with like the private tent and, I mean, they were all there. Everybody's smart. Not only the guys, but the ladies were looking beautiful. Beautiful, you know, it was pre-season, beautiful summer's night. So anyway, they, they end up, by uh, Kim says, Gaffer, no, where the you've got a couple of beers, that's fine. So anyway, the race was finished for the last race at 8.45. So I go to the bus back, back in the Westwood for 9.15. So I comes back down at, at 10 o'clock, as you do as a manager, and into the barn. I'm looking, I thought, normally see the usual suspects, you know, maybe playing like cards or whatever, you know, and, the, and I'm thinking, hmm, I don't see the, you know, the, the Robbie Blake's and the Kevin Davis's and the, where are they? Anyway, so anyway. I'm I'm actually I was waiting that night for a uh, for a trial that's coming in for Lithuania, I remember it well. Uh, a big striker was coming in to have a look at them, Lithuanian International. So I'm up to about three in the morning, uh, waiting for this uh, to come in. And I've not seen the players in that bar, so I thought well, they must have just all gone to the rooms or whatever. I'm thinking anyway. So the boy comes in. So the following morning, uh, my pal phones me, really good pal of I me, mean, Roger Kennedy, so grew up together, brilliant boy. So Roger phones me, says, oh, I thought I might have seen you last night in the town. I says, oh, Roger, I was waiting for a trialist coming in otherwise, because I'd say to him, well, I, I might come in and see you. He says, aye, he says, I said, did you end up one-up? He says, I was in one-up. I says, night." He says, aye, aye, I've seen five of your boys. <laughs> I said, what? He said, i see five of your boys. Rhymes them up, bum, bum, bum. So the ones I'd kind of saw, oh, uh, uh, aye, so anyway, so... Uh, I, that, that afternoon I was going through to Edinburgh to meet with the, the Phil Gartside, I got arrested with Chairman, the that Eddie Davis, Eddie was through in Edinburgh, so I was away, I was at the hotel. So obviously Sandy came in and said, said to the skipper, by the way, gaffer knows his pals couldn't gaffer, he knows you were out. He's like, oh you're joking. And Sandy says, ah, the good thing is he's away for a meeting. And he says, because if it becomes the day he'll wipe the floor with you. Mm. He says, right, he says, oh, uh, Kim, I'll go and see him. And Sandy says, no, don't go and see him. He says, the best thing you can do. Tomorrow Sunday, we're playing on the Monday. He won't say anything the day before the game. You know what it's like, he wants to do yeah. Pre season or not, you'll have you in the zone. Best thing you can do is perform really well, do well at St Johnston and show them that you know you, you know you were out but you're still playing. And he says, You get them in a good mood, good chance. So you're like, Right, good, good idea, Sandy, good idea. So anyway, we went out, played a game at St Johnston, beat St Johnston they were great. They're, they're, I mean, it wasn't a typical pre season game, you thought it was a league game, they got about it and they were great. So, uh, and they, so Sandy's like, and Kim Dave said, well, I'll go and see him now. Sandy says, no, 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 just just leave it, let him come and see you. Just get yourself on the bus. So they've all went on the bus, so I've got to go on the bus. So I'm raging. Sandy, I said to Sandy, I'm going on to see him now. And his face, will well, that work? Because he's told him, right? Not, uh, so anyway, yeah, uh, I goes on the bus and Joey O'Brien Joey O'Brien's up the back who Joey O'Brien hadn't been out Joey O'Brien was good to go Joey O'Brien was the, the boy that when we were uh, going like, on an overnight trip or something like he's the boy like, on a Sunday morning we'd go to Mass with me or whatever right. or <laughs> you'd always be away you'd be looking for a church to go to so we didn't miss Mass so Joey's up the back he's on the phone I says oh Joey and he's like, I can't got like, off he's like, on the phone so like, oh. and he had nothing to do with it so he's kind of sat down so they're like oh Joey's a kind of favourite he's getting it to Joey so we are gonna so I'm going like, to tell you something now they use boys that think you were invisible. Five e's. Out and start, I offered you the night out. You said no, and then you you go after me organising the racing for you and all that. I said, I've never felt so let down. I said, So I'll tell you what I'm going to do with you. Now they all they all learned. I says, eh, when we get back to boat tomorrow, you come in with ten percent of your salary. And if you've no one tomorrow, it'll be twenty percent the day after, and it'll be thirty percent the day after that. And that's what's happening. And I'd had a car, I was I was going to another you're going to meet another player, so I wasn't going to be in the bus. So anyway, I've said, so that's the last it. I walked off the bus. So the boys are thinking, Sandy, you're on the bus with her? And we, my we went up with that. And well done, Sandy. We, we missed her 10%. So that was it, Mister 10%. And true story, Simon. So within that, eh, uh, within the five of them, there was 15,000 pounds. So 10%. So between the five of them, they earned 150,000 pounds. So, it was £15,000, and what I'd done, I'd been at a, 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 a wedding uh, about a month earlier, and at the wedding there was a little kid that would, uh, had a serious uh, long-term illness. So, I'd remembered the wee kid's name because he was football I've chat away about football. So, what I'd done, I invited him down to a Bolton game, and I'd get Kevin Davis to go and present the, with some other l- little bits and pieces. So anyway, there was end up with £16,000 in the family to take the wee kid to Disney. Oh, and that's was. But that's what, so they knew where the fine money was going and what it was for. I didn't enjoy taking the money off them, but equally, they've stepped over the line and that's really, if I think about fines, that's probably the only time, but it went to a really good that's cause. Great mate. story. Mr. 10%. That wee guy, the body, he gets himself in without knowing it.
2: Anyway. Do you still crack now, Coley? or are you mere mellow now? I know, not know. No saying that you used to crack all the time yeah. in Bolton, but have you still got that side to you even know, I, no, I think
3: they know. I mean, I, I, I don't think it's, it's seen too often, but the boys know. I mean, the boys have set their own standards. They're brilliant at work you, and just to back to your earlier point, we're taking nice steps. We've got... Oh, I've got to say we've got so much hard work ahead of us and you look at the teams in our league I mean Dundee are a terrific side they've got a huge budget Dwarfs, anybody in the league yeah. uh, Thistle is a good side Inverness are a really good side with Dodgy, he's had some horrible injuries yeah. when those boys are, are fit I mean Inverness are capable of beating anybody in the league uh, you look at the job we do he's done at, at, at Morton Lee Bullen uh, ex-team and Firm, brilliant job at Air United mm. so at the moment there's seven teams that feel they can be in those top four places in the league and then obviously Cove at the moment and Abroath and Hamilton who are now picking up because they've had slow starts, they're now obviously starting to pick up. It's such a competitive league but we'll certainly join the challenge but we've got loads of loads of improvement to make to get where we want to be. And do you still join in training? No, no. I think uh, we used to do the old uh, maybe a bit of cross and finishing and such forth which I probably could but because Primarily owns out. We obviously Sandy doing that, and I'm oversee that. So mm-hmm. it's uh, although if I had to, I'd still probably be the best crosser <laughs> of the club. Do you think you
2: would still be the best player? Here? No, not the best
3: player. Technique
2: wise, uh, finisher probably.
3: Well, you remember no, I never because well, you know the story from the, the start of the season when we obviously played it. I played the charity game at Airdrie, and uh, and as much as I've been very fortunate, and scored some some goals. I can't tell you how good I was that day. Oh, yeah. I was, honestly. So this, game 56 each, I scored five goals. Simon was good, my judge. One goal was better than the next one. First one was like a one we won with the the one with a goalie, next one's a colleague talking, then a volley. It was just getting better and better. So anyway, it comes to the second half and I'm getting a bit tired by this time. obviously 56 now. And uh, and the team we were playing, so it was to raise money for a uh, uh Suicide Awareness. Great cause, yeah. hundred, two thousand 1,500, 2,000 people turned up at every Stadium. So it was the legends of every legends team the team that played in the European Cup Winners Cup against Sparta Prague were playing against the uh, actors and celebrities you know on the other side so uh, we shell football played you know and the, uh, the boy that sang that shanty song that
2: yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Uh, was playing and there was different there was uh, a couple of wrestlers MMA there was this stuff and that. anyway so they're all playing so the game was brilliant six each went to penalties but Within the game, probably 15 minutes for the end, I'm running up, so I'm running up this younger guy, mid-30s, unbelievable build, comes flying by, as he comes flying by, he kinda, I thought he tried to slap me in the eye, but it's obviously just the way he's brought his, his arm around, but as he tried to slap me, he's fell. So as he's fell, the boys there, but it seems the ball's there. A wee bit of gobbles, yeah, wee bit of double one. Anyway, I've went to kick the ball, because I've kicked the ball, I've obviously volleyed the boy. So it's a free kick, but the guy's jumped up, right? By the way. See, oh, you actually the size of him. Unbelievable physique, and he's, Obviously because he's felt me kicking him. I said, Oh, I thought you'd try to catch me that. Right? He said, I'll 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 do you in. I went, so you revert back to type, didn't you? Growing up the I said, Give me peace, ball, you're not doing anybody in. He went like that. So he's went like Do you know what? You, you're not allowed to swear, are you? Uh, I said, You right. ugly bee, right? Ugly bee. Call me a lot of things, but you can't call me ugly. Come on, for God's <laughs> sake. So anyway, could you can call me you Couldn't call you're me a liar, lot? Could not call me a lot of things? So I went like that. so, sounds that, 1500 people at the and I just went like to talk to my voice. hold it! So the whole stadium was like that, that hushed silence. I went like, you calling me ugly, right? I looked at the boy, he's like, wait! I says, no worry, seriously pal, have you got any minutes in the house? So, oh, so, he so anyway, Gordon Smith, after a couple of hours, stepped in, just to stop the boy coming in, thank God, can I tell you? So anyway, turns out the boy is a... Uh, He's an MMA champion, Chris. Chris the bad guy. Chris the bad guy. <laughs> what is he, the physique in the boy? And then, no, so anyway, yeah, all get settled in, and then we uh, at the end of the game had a picture with him and all that, and he had feelings. A lovely boy, yeah, he loves nice his football, and he actually played well in the game, the boy as well. Shook hands with him, listen all a bit. Aye, aye, no problem. <laughs> bum, bum, blah, blah. And then it was only then one of uh, the thing we committed. Brian Prunty, Prunts committed. He says, "Coil, you get out of jail there." What are you talking about? <laughs> He that's a MMA fight a Chris the bad guy Bungard he's got a championship fight <laughs> in a few weeks I'm like oh, he says no for the garbos, don't worry about it. oh my I was like oh my god anyway thinking that was funny enough then that night the boy the boy tweets Chris the bad guy Bungard or whatever he's called so he's tweeted listen what a brilliant day uh, pro celebrity game at every Stadium 2,000 fans there uh, Lanarkshire suicide awareness raised loads of money game finished six each we won in penalties some brilliant individual goals what a fantastic day Get it up your own coil. <laughs> I thought I'd forgot about it, man. <laughs> man. So uh, but anyway, Chris, if you're listening, different class, Paul eh? right, right. You played really well,
2: scored a couple of goals, all the best. Right. right. What about, see, have you got a favourite goal you've ever scored? I've never asked you. Uh, remember, do you remember his goal for Burnley Reserves? You did. Oh, that was aye, that was funny. That only, beca- exceptional.
3: Only, only because. So I was obviously in the Premier League. I was the Burnley manager in the Premier League, and we played our reserve games at Ackington. And anyway, so. I'd played six games with Jay Rodriguez only because I was still fit enough at that time that if something happened in the pitch, I could say to Jay, like you as close as you are now, no, listen, Jay, this is what you need to do. Because once you told Jay Rodriguez something once, that was it. He picked, Got he it. picked, oh, he picked up straight away. He was always going to be a top, top player. But it was easier to do it at the end rather than 50 yards away or sure. the moment's yeah. lost and that picture's no there anymore. So I played these six games with him. But anyway, this game we were playing together and eh, uh, we rock up at uh, Accrington for the game. I know the big sky trucks are there. I said to Sandy, what's going on there? I said, I don't know. I said, uh, so I said to him, what are you saying for? Oh, he it's not often you get a Premier League manager playing the reserve game. So they've sent us out to, to cover the game. No, no, Sandy, that's so all I need. You're going <laughs> to go make a backside of yourself. You're <laughs> not watching. So, uh, what age were you doing, then, sorry? Uh, I would have been... 40... Let me see, 2010. Yeah, 40... 44? 44, 44 wow. coming up from 45. Uh, Jay Rodriguez actually wasn't happy because I outscored them in the six games. But anyway, that that, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 aside, that aside, but anyway, so uh, they're there they're in the game. The ball comes up to me. I go to control it. My first touch, bang, hop my knee. Ball went about 50 yards away. And I'm like, myself. oh, that's where they're going to show. Look at this. Old oh, idiot, the, the ball's bouncing after you 50 yards away. And at that time, they used to do the blooper the, the of the week do you oh, remember that was game, game, when yeah. somebody had like an open goal miss or, yeah. or, or a terrible thing mate. that was the <laughs> blooper of the week uh, but anyway as it turns out as Simon say I got the ball played in it just before half time took a good touch flicked there the other boy's head and another boy came by him and then just reverse lobbed the ball into the far corner anyway it was the blooper of the week they put it on as a goal of the, the week, week. <laughs> <laughs> so from what was going to be an absolute nightmare,
2: it turned out all right. But aye, that was that
3: was incredible. Fun. That, was oh, fun. that was brilliant. That was good I day. was
2: going. To, I was going to ask you. See any time for your your management? Maybe if you've left a club, is there any manager you would maybe go and try visit or speak
3: to for advice or somebody that has helped you a lot? No, I think I think we always uh, when we have those experiences which you do because that's the life of football. I mean, at the end of the day, not everything's always going to be rosy. You're going to be tested. There's going to be trials and tribulations, and we've all had them. You know, with huge success and of course there's been disappointments that goes I actually feel for young managers not because you're sitting here now and I'll tell you why because obviously because when I started and obviously we had semi-decent or good success whatever you want to call it wherever most places where we've been but a young manager comes in now and he gets one chance at it Mm
2: -hmm. and
3: if it doesn't go right there's a 95% chance that he ain't getting another job so that's why I would say my advice to young coaches was when you are going to take that job make sure you're doing it with good people Know somebody that you go in, and three months later, they pull the rug from under your feet. Because the thing is, the reasons they brought you in should be the reasons that they stick with you. Yeah. You know, I've always said as well, Simon, as well, senior manager starts a season, he should be allowed to finish a season. Mm-hmm. Because there's going to be games, that, times that you lose three or four games in a row, there's, there's always going to be those cycles. But not when that happens, somebody take a knee-jerk reaction in because of social media or whatever. So if it was very clear, if you start the season, you finish the season, all that stuff counts for nothing. Because there'll no noise will be made because they know that you're there for the full year. And the important thing is just work with good people that's going to give you a fair chance.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, See, when you see other jobs coming up, such as Aberdeen, I know you're very happy here, but have you still got aspirations to go and manage at the highest level possible or are you happy where you are? No,
3: I I want to be at the highest level possible, but I want to take Queen's Park to the highest level possible. That's what we want to do. want to continue. Now, it might not be this year, it might not be next year, but we'll get to where we need to be because of the steps that we're going to take to. To make sure that that happens as we move forward with the the development with the young players and everything else so step by step we'll get there but yeah that fire that ambition that's still there that's why we came to do it because yeah. we certainly believe it's achievable and, and, and that's what we need to do moving forward so yeah there's been i've been very lucky that you know i've been offered jobs you know when i was in india when i've come back from india when i've been at queens park in england abroad whatever but as i say i'm really happy here i love the people and i love what we're doing and then long may that continue.
2: There's been rumours that Hamden's part of that planned as well. Any, can you give us any exclusives? Is there plans to play at Hamden? Eh, uh, well,
3: listen, Queen's part always, always played at Hamden, didn't they? Yeah. And obviously Lesser as well. So, uh, I don't know the answer to that. I mean, I'm probably not the, uh, the right person to, to, to be able to answer it. All I would say is, if that came about, then I'd certainly that. be delighted yeah, as well. Yeah. I mean, we had the experience of the two games at Hamden, with uh, obviously Hamilton in the league, and then Montrose in the cup, and it, it was brilliant. And I know people say, "Well, listen, for such a big stadium, the pitch is the same size." Yeah. You know, and we had uh, not because he, he, the stuff he's organised, but obviously Kieran, who works as our commercial director, I mean, the stuff he Sports does. Hopeless one. Oh, uh, well, only, you, because I he's, he's only, because he's, only because he's sitting close <laughs> by. I can't tell you how good he is. He's, and the engagement he has with the the local businesses, the local community, and that game, the game against Hammond, there was nearly four thousand in that game wow. because of the engagement we have with local schools, all the stuff that Kieran and all the people around about him are doing to try and pour ourselves into the community. You know, there's loads of stuff to be done to be added on that in terms of the community programme we want to do, but it's not through lack of effort. So that's the side of us as well, that we want to continue to get better at as well. And if it was to be Lesser Hamden or Hamden, then all good and well. The great thing for me is, I think the supporters would be delighted about it, and that's ultimately
2: all to, we want to put smells in their faces. Do you play Queen's Park at Hamden? And you're in the Lorley's brilliant master? No, today. I never, You actually, actually used to look forward to it, eh? But be, I, mean, I'm just, I'm just, I know, sorry. but you,
3: did you none of you, you know, playing the cup final at Armden
2: like no. <laughs> I actually played at the cup final, but I was 10 year old, but it was the half-time. Penalties. Race. See the penalties you did at half-time? <laughs> right. At half it was the only time I ever reached a the final there.
3: I know, but you were on it. Oh,
2: did I you play the final
3: at We played in the 92 final against Rangers. Right. You beat 2-1. Andy Smith scored 10 minutes for the end. And to be honest, we probably, I mean, that Rangers team, I mean, McCoy and Hertley scored the goals, I mean, that was, wow. that was an unbelievable team. But, uh, and that sorry of takes us back to that's why we qualified for the European Cup Winners right. Cup at time because Rangers were the champions, so they were ready in the in the, in the Champions League. Right. And we went in the European Cup Winners Cup. Brilliant. Been and then the just just day.
2: the future for the season, aspirations. Is it to go? Is it to go up? It must be. Yeah, great, it's, to keep,
3: uh, it's to keep to keep getting better, keep improving the performance level because if we we think we, we believe that if we perform well. It'll lead to us winning games, and if we win enough games, it'll give us enough points. That being said. I mean, there's some really, really good teams with terrific coaches and managers in the league. But we'll give everything we can. We'll certainly play the right way. We'll certainly be pleasing on the eye. And hopefully we can win while we're doing it. Well done, yeah. Absolutely. Well man. Right, absolute pleasure. class,